Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. A Dear Media original podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Weston. The thing about Weston is that they really empower guests to maintain their wellness routines and explore new options while staying at their properties. With over 200 destinations around the world, Western hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling, whether that's exercise or eating well. The really cool thing that I love is that you can actually ask for on-demand workout gear to be delivered to your room with equipment like Bala and Hyper Rice. I love the idea of being able to work out in your room and really encouraging that because as you know, I'm a huge fan of like the C plus workout. I think sometimes when you're traveling, say you're traveling for work, you might not have an hour to go down to the gym, but to be able to get some ball of weights and do a flow, go on an app and find something that you could do really quickly, I think really makes it all possible. I absolutely love that. They also have amazing, delicious options from their Eat Well menu, their chef's craft dishes specifically with your well-being in mind. And the thing is, it's nice that regardless of where you are, your nutrition can really stay on track. And for an amazing night's sleep, try their renowned Heavenly Bed, a truly restorative experience. At Weston, you can move well, eat well, and sleep well while being on the go. Find wellness at Weston. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. I'm so excited and honored because I have my dear friend, Jerry Hirsch, who is just like very near and dear to me. She is a longtime content creator and she's doing something new now that I think is very, very cool. We're going to talk about it. But I just, I think having like really meaningful conversations like this is the thing that people are really craving. And so I'm just so happy you're here today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I wish I was in person with you. I know. (laughs) I know. I really do too. And, you know... When I think about you, I think about how you have ebbed and flowed in being a creator, being someone that's like in the online space. You started as like a content creator, a blogger. You had Leaf TV, which I was a huge fan of. I feel like in a weird way, it's all come back to that. Like it's all, 
it's all kind of cyclical in a way. But you've also really transitioned to being a brand advisor and working in-house for places. And I just, I've really been impressed by how you've ebbed and flowed with change. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about like what change means to you in that way and how you think about it. Because I think change is scary for all of us, but I feel like you've really embraced it in a lot of ways. Do you feel like that's true? I do. Although we just had a really big change in our personal life and I it was really hard. I, I forgot how hard change can be. But it's funny because I just launched a Substack. Yep. And I think it's a nice parallel to your question because the first one is sort of why I launched it and catching everybody up. And we kind of go back to when I started blogging, which was in 2005. Yeah. And through that time between now and then, so much has happened with the growth of the internet and the growth of myself. Yeah. And we've grown up together and I've just ridden the wave from going from Blogspot to YouTube which was also 2005 to 2007 when the iPhone was announced by Steve Jobs which completely revolutionized our ability to share our lives and Twitter and Tumblr and eventually Instagram and I think the change has also come with the results of just like being of age when all these changes have happened on the internet. And now we're like at Substack period, which I'm a little late to Substack actually, but all of that just has been driven by curiosity, just clicking like create account and like, what is this new platform? And anytime an opportunity has come my way, whether it was being on the founding team of a beauty brand or advising a drink company, I'm very curious and I'm excited to dive into new things. I mean, I love how modest you are about it. And I love that it's just, you're like, I'll jump right in. But I do think there's something to be said for, gosh, it's scary to do a new thing, especially like for you, like you have a lot of followers on one platform, but like, how are you going to, like you mastered one thing. What about the next thing? I think for me, I mean, for all of us and especially parents, but truly anyone I feel like there's so much change. It can be really scary and it can feel like, I don't want a new thing. I don't want to learn a new thing. Like, what if I'm not good at that thing? Like, how do you combat that? Well, I I think everyone still deals with that. Like, I kind of feel that way about TikTok. I'm like, you know what? That's not really a party I want to go hang out in. And I know it's important and it's relevant, but I'm just not going to go do that. The struggle with the constant need to be relevant with being on the internet is so exhausting. And I think you need to figure out like what your boundaries are and what your priorities are. So for me, it's like, where, how am I, what's the best use of my time? Where is the best return? What is the best connection with my existing audience? Millennials really aren't even on, I mean, a lot of millennials are on TikTok. But if you ask my audience, they're like, no, that's not. <laughs> my time. So it's not worth even worth it for me to go be there, you know? Yeah, completely. And I, I also think the other thing for me at least has been especially, I used to be more precious about things. And then I felt like in parenthood, I realized that everyone's kind of winging it anyways, and no one really totally knows how to do anything. And everyone's just kind of figuring it out. So there is some element of like, I don't know, let's see. That's kind of how yeah, I felt about this totally. podcast. I was like, I don't know how to do that, but I guess I'll figure it out. And you do. My newsletter tomorrow is 30 things I learned in my 30s. Mm. And one of those is what you just touched on, which is don't let perfect be the enemy of good. 
Yeah. And that was something I had to really adopt, especially in this really fast paced changing world of the internet, because you do want to have everything be so perfect and you get so precious about it, but it really hinders you from just doing it. Yeah, completely. I think that that's true. And I really struggle with that. And it's something that I've combated in like most every other element of my life, but specifically with my work, I feel like sometimes it still is that thing. And I think that part of it is because we really care. Because like we want- We really care, but also it's a weird thing to put something out knowing that you're asking people to judge you on it, right? So you're asking people to judge you based on likes and shareability. And there's a lot of vulnerability in that. And that's hard. It is hard and it is vulnerable. And, you know, you shared something really vulnerable recently on your most latest Substack that I wanted to talk (laughs) to you. Are we calling it an essay? I don't know. I mean, it's sort of, I don't know. It's developing. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say. It's a newsletter. Okay. No, but I was going to, what you wrote about aging and kind of the end Mm -hmm. of your hot girl era, I thought was really interesting. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit now. Sure. So I think in your twenties, you have this je ne sais quoi beauty that is youth, right? It's like that you're just so beautiful. You could be out until 3 a.m. and you wake up the next day and you go to brunch with like the tiny sort of makeup and you still look amazing. You can put on any clothes. You just look great. And then everything sort of starts to change. And it's not that you're not still beautiful or attractive, but you're just not, no longer in your hot girl era. People see you as older. They may start calling you ma'am, things start to change. Like suddenly you're like, are those jowls and like fine lines? When did those appear? I think especially like post-pandemic where time was a very weird experience and you then go back out in the world and you do kind of look different. You're like, whoa, like I've aged. It's a lot to come to terms with, at least for me, it kind of was. No, I completely relate to that. I do think there's, you know, and I've talked about this a ton, which is that I'm 37, I'm not 27 and I'm not 47. And there is kind of this unique, there's like this unique thing. It is very much in between, which is Jerry's Substack, by the way. And and that's the whole thing. It's like, what is this? It's not quite, it's not being in your twenties, but it's also not being in your forties close to it. And like, there's something really beautiful about it. I was really kind of triggered by the aged filter on TikTok. I don't know if you ever did it. I didn't like. Post I did anything. do it. Yeah. What did it tell you? So how many times did you do it until you got the answer you wanted? <laughs> oh no, no, no! It's not the. It doesn't tell you an age. It it makes oh. you look old. Mm. Okay. And Sorry. oh, but no, no. I I've done it in a ton of di- a ton of different lights, and each time, you know, it shows me my mom. You know. And there's something so emotional and so kind of challenging about that at first. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all the doctors on TikTok are like, oh my God, this is so realistic. Like, this is how your face ages. And, you know, I almost started doing it every day because it was so... I'm not on TikTok. I cannot get sucked into I don't. I don't post it, but I did use it. But you know what I came to? And listen, I'm no saint. I'm not the person who's like, Oh, give me all the lines and and I'm good with it. And and I'm I'm someone who can accept that I'm aging, but I'm also not like Are you Botoxing? Yes. Not? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't do a ton, but that's all I do. And I've talked about that too in this idea of like, I care about seed oils and I care about what goes into my house. And I also do this. And, you know, I think you get to pick and choose as grownups what you do. I do do Botox. But, you know, in the filter, what I found is I actually started doing it every day because I was like, I want to have a, I want to change my relationship to what this is. Not necessarily that that's exactly how I'm going to look, but I started to come to this idea, like I should be so lucky if I get to see my grandkids, you know, like God willing, like I have grandkids and things and I get to be a vibrant person who gets to like see the fruits of my labor and all these things. Do I feel like that every day? Not really. But yeah. it was this thing where I kind of came to it where I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, the end of the essay is the perks of yes, I the, saw that. your hot girl era, yeah. which is sort of like you're in your hot human era. You're really, you have all the wisdom. You feel really good in your own skin. At least I do. I feel much more in touch with my sexuality than ever before. Mm, There's way less tight dresses and uncomfortable shoes and the cat calls while they're like, flattering also were like kind of uncomfortable and those happen far less frequently but I also think there's just a really beautiful elegance and grace to aging that I'm like excited for in a way that's different than when you're young and hot and get lots of attention it's just a different thing it's a different era and I think society is into it too if you look at like quiet luxury or a coastal grandmother or hot mom energy, like all of those things are really just pouncing on a hot human era, you know? Totally. I mean, those do have a huge element of like wealth, obviously to them, but. But it's also, but they're all sort of backed in age, yes, right? Absolutely. If you're old enough where you can afford those things or exactly. you're a mom and you dress hot and you're hot or yeah. you're a grandmother and you're sheets, like. I completely agree. And by the way, I, I agree with you. I feel like weirdly, and that is the whole thing, like youth is wasted on the young, like in quote unquote, my hottest, youngest, you know, tightest age. Most and maybe most insecure, at least for of me. Of course. I didn't know that. I didn't feel that. And yeah. and I have a different level of confidence in those ways and some of the ways you've touched on as well, where I didn't have that when I was in that era and I didn't take advantage of that. So I think in a, in a way and why there's like a cougar element and that hot mom, you know, milf yeah. element and that whole thing is kind of, I think, a confidence and an energy also. And of really knowing yeah. yourself. You don't really know how beautiful you are when you are that beautiful. And so then when you're older and you recognize how beautiful that youthfulness is, it just changes your whole perspective. And you're also like, okay, I'm not going to be any younger than I am today. So fuck it. Exactly. Exactly. And also we do look good. I'm not saying I'm ugly. I'm not saying I've entered my ugly era. I'm just saying the era in which most men when you walk into a bar, we'll check you out, which is like pretty much any girl in her face, <laughs> has come to an end. Yeah. You know, I think there's something powerful about owning like the specific season that you're in. And that I think there's a whole like self-deprecating like, oh, yeah, no one look, look at me like, yeah, right. That's not true. But yes, I do think there is that like I'm saying goodbye. Like there is that like rolled out of bed. I didn't put anything on my face and I'm going to go eat a breakfast burrito with my boyfriend. Like I'm 20 energy that has since 
you know, we've moved past that. And I think that in doing that, there's so much growth and there's so much, there's so much good stuff in there too, which I think is kind of the point. And I love that. It's also a jarring transition. Like one day you're that, you're that <laughs> girl at brunch with her or with her boyfriend eating a burrito. And then 10 months later, you have a baby and you have the my breast friend pillow strapped to you. And you're like, <laughs> what is my life? Like, it's really fast. It is and a quick jump. It's I mean- a quick jump. It's a quick jump. And I think it's something that can be really hard to sort of wrap your head around because your life changes so significantly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's this whole other conversation about it, which is like the Taylor Swift conversation about it, which is that she kind of has held on to, obviously she's a big star and has access to like everything, but there are also people that have kind of transcended generations. Well, she's 33. Yeah, but I do think that she's held on to like a girlishness. Which I think I still think that most people 33 are in their hot girl era. I think hot girl era. Well, when are you capping that at, Jerry? (laughs) Just based on my sample study. (laughs) Yes, please share. It's sort of different for everybody. I still think you could be super hot in your 40s. No one's saying no one's hot. There's a girlish. I think there's a girlish. We're talking about girlishness. Yeah. Okay. Like an ingenue energy. You know what it is about Taylor Swift? Her bangs. Her bangs. She has that going That's her hot girl. Hold on. Like, Do you think it's like, also that she doesn't have kids? Maybe her body hasn't completely. But also, she, you know, know, I think there's a thing that changes about priorities and things like I used to care, you know, it kind of switched back after a certain Oliver was a certain age and I started caring more and I also haven't had another kid since then. But I do think, you know, your priorities shift a little bit after you have your first. I'm sure I don't have a second, but I'm sure you, you know, you're just like, okay. We're about to have a third. Yeah. (laughs) Jerry's very pregnant right now, by the way. I'm very pregnant. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm like letting go of my hot girl, Eric. I'm just like, it's definitely. But see, (laughs) you're done with your ingenue era. Yes. That's different because there is something about being being kind of like innocent and doe-eyed and not knowing anything. And, you know, there's like a, a beauty in that, but there's also like, in terms of like hot girl era, you're very much still in, by the way, just saying. Just saying, thank you. Just saying. Here's what I wanted to ask you. You know, and I think about this a ton. What triggers you online? Like, are you muting people? Because I'm into a soft mute when things are triggering. And I've gone through things in my life. Like when I was, before I had kind of fully processed my divorce and stuff with that, like stuff about like family life and stuff was really, really painful for me in this way that I could still be happy for my friends and things. But I was kind of like, Oof, people who really deep dive on that content, I need to kind of step back from. And now that I've come out of it and it's years later, I'm the first person to jump on the comments and be like, oh my God, my heart's bursting for you. And this is so exciting. But I think, are there times where you felt triggered by content online? Of course. I mean, I've lost pregnancies, friends to suicide, grief. But I think when you mute someone, You also have to really, you can't just mute and keep going. I think you need to take a minute and ask yourself, what is triggering me here? And why am I muting them? I think you have to do some work. Yeah, of course. Otherwise, you're just sort of like putting your head in the sand. 
now a lot of my muting is more just I I find so much desperation is happening right now yeah. on social media because of the algorithm. It's so hard to get views and likes and to get the algorithm to even show your content that content in general has evolved into a place that a lot of it just isn't something I want to be seeing anymore. Mm, you know? Yeah. 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 Where it's just like, it doesn't feel authentic and it doesn't feel like what you want to like, what is it something that's triggering for you that like, it's embarrassing to you or you're just like, it doesn't feel authentic and you don't like it. I'm like embarrassed for them and they're spiraling. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. No, I know you mean it, of course. And I think that, I think that the reality is there is a lot on, and there is, I think people feel a pressure. And I think about it from another angle, which is like, obviously I'm a practitioner first and foremost. There's like tons of, obviously it's people's businesses where people, there's a ton of people online that we both follow where like your whole business is based on like selling things essentially online. I have a really interesting relationship to it, which is like, gosh, are you actually using that stuff? Like, is that? I know. I know. I know. And that kind of stuff also bums me out because I think about, I don't, don't need to get into like the climate crisis, but people are buying so much stuff that they don't need and they're not any happier from it. And everyone is just trying to sell to one another. And it's all a little sad. But is there a way to do me? No, I agree completely. I agree completely in that. I feel that I'm being hawked things that I don't know. I know for my friends and people that I know that have like huge followings, got a huge paycheck for it. It's like a one-off and it's fine. I understand. Like I get it. Like it's people's businesses, but at the same time, I'm like, God, are you using that? And who do we trust? And what are we believing? And ending up in the landfill. (laughs) Right. It feels the overconsumption is really overwhelming to me. Now, listen, I link things too, but I only link things that I genuinely believe in. And I'm like, I really like this. Speaking of triggers, I saw that you said that school lunches trigger you. And I was triggered because I was like, am I triggered? No, Here no. I post a lot of my kids' lunches. No, 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 no. Do I trigger you with the lunches? Not at all. Not at all. You know what I said was, I feel like the content where everything's a little dinosaur and we've made princesses out of the sandwiches and it's all so perfect and it feels... I both celebrate the creativity in that. And also I think for regular people who are just trying to like get food in their kids' lunchboxes that are obviously thoughtful, it can make people feel like trash garbage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. But yeah. you know what? A, Jerry, no, you're like, actually, I love your lunchbox content because you're not doing, <laughs> you're not doing like a Monet dupe with your like fruit. It's okay. I don't want to lose the audience here on our No, 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 no. But you know what I mean? What I meant was that I think that when it's so over the top and it's so kind of curated, it's kind of like, well, that was a cute little video, but I'm not going to do that. And now I do feel a little bit like shit about myself, number one. But then you also have to do your own work of like, good for you, not for me, which is how I think we should think about the internet 
anyways. I feel that way about wellness content too. We have access to every hot girl on TikTok and a sports bra talking about what they eat in a day, quote unquote. Don't know if they're actually eating that in a day. We have so much access to other people's stuff. I think we all have to be able to be like, good for you, not for me. There's bits and pieces of that that sound really cool and would work well with my own bio-individuality. But you know what? Those other things that you recommended really wouldn't jive with me. And I think part of that is like really knowing yourself. Yeah. I think that's why I was excited for you to come back to the internet in general because you're such a trusted source and you actually are an expert. And there's so many people who are giving recommendations that aren't don't have the education. Oh, dear. So I'm happy that you're back. Thank you. I really, really Thank appreciate you. that. I really appreciate that. And I just really... I feel the same way about you. And and the, that's the reason I asked you about the authenticity piece of like products and things, which is that like, I know when you do put something out there that it is something that you like and it is something that you use. And I think that there are trusted people out there and it's not all a dumpster fire. And I do think that there's tons of overconsumption. And I have to say that I've been really inspired by your sustainability stuff. And I'm someone that's like very much still learning in that way. And I feel like in ways that you've shared things about like reusable stuff, I've definitely like taken to heart and used. And I think there's so much that like, I think we have access to so much free, cool content that's like Mm -hmm. so great. And then we also have access to so much kind of thrown together things that's just like clickbait. Yeah. And that's the stuff that I've like really been using a lot of. Yeah. I just don't, I'm like, it's exhausting. The amount of content that we consume in our lives now is just, it's it's not, we weren't built to consume this much, especially with highlight real culture and misinformation. It's just, it's exhausting. And it's just not how I want to spend my time, you know? I completely agree. And I think that like for you, the thing that that has always really come through that I really love is like when you're prepping for the week and you're doing your menus for like what you're actually feeding your family for dinner. And Mm -hmm. I think anyone that isn't familiar, like check it out because I do think it's really lovely. How are you? I have a sidebar question. Yes. Are you still up? So when we first met, I was trying to think about who introduced us, but this was like over a decade ago. And you turned me on to the clean cleanse. Yes. Is, are you still a fan? So I haven't, I haven't played around with them in a while. The, the way that I, the way that I've always thought about the, one of the reasons I originally got kind of into clean was because we shared me and Dr. Alejandro Unger shared clients like big clients. And so I was like, if I'm going to be kind of like known alongside this person, I should try this thing. The way for anyone that doesn't know that it works is there's like shake there. Like you basically make a smoothie with their protein powder. And then there's like a big meal. I think you can either have two big meals or you could do two shakes. And I will tell you that, you know, like anything, if you're eating a ton of like processed food or, you know, you're eating a ton of fast food or something, and then you eat like that, you're going to feel really good just eating like whole foods essentially. Cause it's essentially like really high quality, like dinner or lunch. And then these shakes, what I have found is like a big elimination element, right? There's the elimination element. 
I, it is not something that I personally would do now. I still think that it's like, if you were going to, if you really wanted to do kind of an elimination thing, you totally could. And I don't think it's, I think all the ingredients and stuff are, I mean, I should actually like relook at, at what's in there now, but I think- Is there a cleanse you are into? You know, I'm not. I think that the reality is that if you're looking to feel really good, depending on where you are, it really has to start from like, what actually are you doing now? What your goals are? Like, how do we play around with what you're doing now to get you to a place, but actually to do it sustainably and in a way that you're actually going to do it? So obviously I work one-on-one with people. I don't work with a specific cleanse. I do think for a lot of those people, you do it and you fall right off as soon as you go on. But I think that for so many people, they're really craving that kind of content. The one that I really, really don't like is Prolon. Sorry to throw like a brand under the bus, but I think that that's like essentially a starvation diet. I think the thing about clean is you could do that and have it hearty enough. And like, I would always be like, add so much healthy fat to the smoothies, add avocado and stuff like that. So you're essentially drinking a meal, but at least it's incredibly hearty. And then there's like food component to it. I don't like the things where you're just essentially, I mean, yes, of course you're going to lose weight if you do prolon, but like it's not sustainable. And I don't think like the messaging is right. So mm-hmm. you, never even heard of that. you haven't heard of prolon? No, but I on TikTok. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that, what? Like TikTok's quite The prolon's so sad because there's like an olive and People get so excited about the olive. People are so hungry that they get excited about the olive. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really that. When, when you turned me on to the clean ones, Beyonce at the time, I think, was doing like the cayenne pepper lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of my whole point. So at the time, yes, it was very much the the lemon cayenne. Um, and and I think that the thing that I really liked about clean that was that it was actual food. Yes. Um yeah, you could have like salmon and whole grain yes. rice and vegetables for lunch. Completely. And the thing about that for you, which was really interesting, is that you were as someone who was really interested in wellness, but you kind of, you were like, I don't know what I'm sensitive to. I've never tried gluten-free. I've never tried dairy. Like, I don't know how all these things, I don't know how all these things actually feel to not have them and then put them back in. So I do think for people who are having like an acute, maybe autoimmune thing that could be really helpful. I just talked on an episode recently about Alcat. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's that food sensitivity testing. Mm -hmm. And it is both very helpful in a lot of ways because it can help kind of identify things that could be inflammatory to you. But it also, there's so many false positives where you Mm -hmm. think that you're sensitive to lemon and things that like are so innocuous. If you're coming at any of that, like say you do clean and you're going back, you're trying these things back again. If you're coming from a really inflamed place, then you're going to be more sensitive to things than you would otherwise. Yeah. One of the big things that I learned from clean beyond just the food. So I read his book in advance yeah. of doing it, which I, I think you probably recommended that I do. Yeah. And that was my the beginning of really clean beauty for me. Yeah. But at that time, there was no clean at Sephora. There was, but you could go to I Whole know. Foods and buy like the non-toxic shampoo and some Burt's beeswax makeup. It was very... Very, I know, big white states, and 
I it helped me re-examine everything that was that I was putting on my body and around my body. Even mm. like, what is in my mattress? Right. What are my cleaning products? Right. What am I putting on my skin all over my skin when I use this lotion? How does that make me feel? How does that impact my hormones? That was the beginning mm. of now a conversation that is so it's almost like an eye roll because it's so common now. But yeah. when you this was so long ago, it was really like a big aha moment for me. And it really put me on a totally different path mm. with how I view overall wellness. So thank you for that. Oh, I love that. That means so much to me. I think that the reality, it's so funny because, and I've talked about this before, but like I'm very sensitive. So like I look at a fragrance detergent or I look at a fragrance something and like I, I, my body's like, no, and I Same. get, have sensitivities to it. And so, but, but when I, I didn't know, like, I, I knew I was sensitive, but I wasn't even like, I wasn't thinking about it. Like I still bought cheer, but I wasn't putting it all together. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Now, obviously. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. So no, not at all. I just think it's so funny because I think like now it's all about hormones and endocrine disrupting and, and things like that that people are really interested in. And I think that, you know, I came at it from a long time ago before it was kind of trendy because I kind of had no choice because I was like, why am I breaking out all the time? Why is my, why am I getting rashes everywhere? Like, why can't I get this thing? Like I'm eating so clean, like what's going on on my face and stuff like that. And so in a way, this thing that was so frustrating for me and so kind of like, I would go to every dermatologist and everything. And I just kind of had to investigate a little more myself because at the time there really wasn't like unfragranced deodorant and, you know, detergent and soap and stuff like that. So clean makeup line that works with the eczema association. Totally. Exactly. No. And now there's, so I remember specifically I was in one of my friend's weddings and she was like, had like a makeup artist for all of us. And I was like, I'm bringing my own makeup. Is that, and is that okay? Cause like, I can't use regular. <laughs> and the makeup that I brought was like, it was like really from like a very specific crunchy, like it was essentially from like a granola crunchy, like store that like yeah. no one, we would never go to. He picked it up in OI. Yeah, literally. And I was like, this is like the only, <laughs> only makeup that works for me. And everyone was like, okie doke. Like, yeah, well, people before people used it. Totally. Probably. But it felt, I felt really othered and crunchy and random. And now like with all these beautiful brands, it's really exciting because you don't have to compromise performance anymore. Because before it was kind of like, oh. Performance and packaging, the experience of it is still really elevated and beautiful. And you're proud to have it sitting on your counter and in your makeup bag. Yes. Versus when I first got into clean beauty, it was a little of a like, don't look over here kind of a thing. <laughs> Completely. No. And I think it's really cool. And I'm really happy that you are in a place where you've kind of like found these products that, and, and I think that you really advocate for re beautiful products. And by the way, anyone that doesn't know, Jerry is an incredible resource for finding now these, like I find, I feel like if you're following you, you're like, Ooh, okay. That's good to know. If Jerry is mm -hmm. using that, that's Thank a good, you. now you're like a stamp of approval person in that way, which I think is really lovely. I think you're so wonderful and I think you're so special and I'm excited to see how you like ebb and flow. I'm excited to see where this newsletter 
journey takes you, the in-between. By the way, can you explain like how we're subscribing to Substack? Are we just clicking a link on your Instagram? Yes. So I think the easiest way is probably just to go to my Instagram, which is at Jerry Hirsch, G-E-R-I-H-I-R-S-C-H, and then just click on the link to subscribe. Substack is sort of this whole new world. You could also just Google welcome to the in-between Substack and you'll land there as well. And once you subscribe every Thursday around 10.15, you'll get a newsletter in your inbox covering lots of different things from a midlife crisis to aging to how the girl boss era totally fucked up our psyche to lots of different things that I just like would like to explore and bring attention to. I love that so much. And the reason I've wanted you on this show for a while, because you're like my dear friend and I find you so inspiring, but I think just like the stars align specifically for today, which is that, you know, I think again, I think you've ebbed and flowed so beautifully in change in the way the changing landscape of the way people consume media and online behavior and the whole thing. And, you know, coming into this show, doing a daily has been like so fun and so exciting and people love listening daily, but there is this huge craving for like longer, deeper content. And so I wanted to share that we are moving to weekly. Oh my God. Weekly, we're going to do a longer meteor. It's not going to be like so long, but people are craving it. And if you love listening daily, it's going to be the same type of content. But if you want to listen daily, you can just break it up into the shorter pieces on your drive or on your walk or when you're doing dishes or whatever you're doing. But it is going to go weekly. And I'm really excited about it. Congratulations. Thank you. Will that be one guest weekly then? It's going to change. Sometimes it will be a guest. Sometimes it will be just like a with me breaking down the whole thing, sometimes a combo. But I think just in the spirit of like listening to what people want, listening to what people need. But I, the listenership of the people who have loved listening daily, these people are so important to me because they really do, they're listening daily. And it's, it's important to me that like I, that they know how important that has been. Like when I came back and you know, when I came back from essentially like a three-year maternity leave, like it was such a big kind of bump to be like, here I am, I'm back, I'm going to figure it out. And just like- And you're every day. Every day. That's a real- It's a lot. And I've so enjoyed doing it. And again, if you love listening to the content daily, like you can do it daily, just break it up every day, but it's going to be the same type of thing. But I think I'm going to be able to go deeper so that like we can have a little bit longer together and like have kind of deeper conversations like we just had today. So it actually worked out so perfectly. Well, congratulations. I'm excited to tune in and listen. Thank you. I also really love the shit you're loving. Do you? great things through. Yes. Okay, great. I love yeah. it. I, you should do that in a sub stack. Okay. And, you know what? Thank you. For, thank you for saying because that. Sometimes I can't listen to it, but I want more info on the, what it is. I'm going to do that. I'm literally going to like leave here and do that because I think I needed a little bit of a push. And it, yeah, now you, you can have like a, a weekly email and a weekly show. I love then, that. The email could be about the show. I love that. I'm available for consulting. Yeah, by the way. (laughs) Yes. No, actually, Jerry. Jerry, I love you. I'm so proud of you. I think that you... I'm proud of you. Thank you. I wish I could come in here. I know. I want to hug you. 
I want to hug you. Thank you for having me and congratulations on the new format. Thank you. Congratulations to truly everything. The in-between, I'm tuning in. It's like very, very, very high quality content, just like has Jerry. Jerry has always done. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily. Today's episode is brought to us by Weston. The thing about Weston is that they really empower guests to maintain their wellness routines and explore new options while staying at their properties. With over 200 destinations around the world, Weston hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling, whether that's exercise or eating well. The really cool thing that I love is that you can actually ask for on-demand workout gear to be delivered to your room with equipment like Bala and Hyper Rice. I love the idea of being able to work out in your room and really encouraging that because as you know, I'm a huge fan of like the C plus workout. I think sometimes when you're traveling, say you're traveling for work, you might not have an hour to go down to the gym, but to be able to get some Bala weights and do a flow go on an app and find something that you could do really quickly, I think really makes it all possible. I absolutely love that. They also have amazing, delicious options from their Eat Well menu. Their chefs craft dishes specifically with your well-being in mind. And the thing is, it's nice that regardless of where you are, your nutrition can really stay on track. And for an amazing night's sleep, try their renowned Heavenly Bed, a truly restorative experience. At Weston, you can move well, eat well, and sleep well while being on the go, find wellness at Weston. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.